So we begin Bible in a Year, week 40. We begin at two, day 274. And we begin the first day of the New Testament. Congratulations on getting this far. And today, as through the Gospels, as we start the New Testament, we see again the chronological order, which places all the stories in the relevant order rather than reading through the Gospels entirely. So there's a little bit of jumping about again as we begin today at Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. The historical record of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And Mark chapter 1, verse 1, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the son of God. And Luke chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. Many have undertaken to compile a narrative about the events that have been fulfilled among us, just as the original eyewitnesses and servants of the word handed them down to us. It also seemed good to me, since I have carefully investigated everything from the very first, to write to you in orderly sequence, most honourable Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things about which you have been instructed. And John chapter 1 verse 1 to 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through him, and apart from him not one thing was created that has been created. Life was in him, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, yet the darkness did not overcome it. And Matthew chapter 1 verse 2 to 17. Abraham fathered Isaac, Isaac fathered Jacob, Jacob fathered Judah and his brothers. Judah fathered Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Perez fathered Hezron, Hezron fathered Aram, Aram fathered Aminabad, Aminabad fathered Nashon, Nashon fathered Salmon, Salmon fathered Boaz by Rahab. Boaz fathered Obed by Ruth, Obed fathered Jesse, and Jesse fathered King David. Then David fathered Solomon by Uriah's wife. Solomon fathered Rehoboam, Rehoboam fathered Abijah, Abijah fathered Asa, Asa fathered Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat fathered Joram, Joram fathered Uzziah, Uzziah fathered Jotham, Jotham fathered Ahaz, Ahaz fathered Hezekiah, Hezekiah fathered Manasseh, Manasseh fathered Ammon, Ammon fathered Josiah, and Josiah fathered Jehonai and his brothers at the time of the exile to Babylon. Then after the exile to Babylon, Jehonai fathered Salathiel, Salathiel fathered Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel fathered Abiud, Abiud fathered Elikam, Elikam fathered Azor, Azor fathered Zadok, Zadok fathered Achim, Achim fathered Eliud, Eliud fathered Eliezer, Eliezer fathered Mathan, Mathan fathered Jacob, and Jacob fathered Joseph, the husband of Mary, who gave birth to Jesus, who is called the Messiah. So all the generations from Abraham to David were fourteen generations, and from David until the exile to Babylon, fourteen generations, and from the exile to Babylon until the Messiah, fourteen generations. And then Luke chapter 3, verse 23 to 28. As he began his ministry, Jesus was about 30 years old and was thought to be the son of Joseph, son of Heli, son of Matat, son of Levi, son of Melchi, son of Janai, son of Joseph, son of Matthias, son of Amos, son of Nahum, son of Elsi, son of Nagai, son of Math, son of Matthias, son of Semyon, son of Jewish, son of Judah, son of Joanan, son of Resha, son of Zerubbabel, son of Sheltiel, son of Neri, son of Melchi, son of Adi, son of Kusam, son of Elmadam, Son of Er, son of Joshua, son of Eliezer, son of Jorim, son of Mathat, son of Levi, son of Simeon, son of Judah, son of Joseph, son of Junam, son of Elkiam, son of Melia, son of Mena, son of Mathatha, son of Nathan, son of David, son of Jesse, son of Obed, son of Boaz, son of Salmon, son of Nashon, son of Aminabad, son of Ram, son of Hezron, son of Perez, son of Judah, son of Jacob, son of Isaac, son of Abraham, son of Terah, Son of Nahor, son of Serug, son of Reu, son of Peleg, son of Eber, son of Shelah, son of Kainan, son of Arab, Paxt, son of Shem, son of Noah, son of Lamech, son of Methuselah, son of Enoch, son of Jared, son of Mahalalel, son of Canaan, son of Enos, son of Seth, son of Adam, son of God. Then we read Luke chapter 1 verse 5 to 38 to finish today. In the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest of Abijah's division named Zechariah. His wife was from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both were righteous in God's sight, living without blame according to all the commandments and requirements of the Lord. 
but they had no children because Elizabeth could not conceive, and both of them were well along in years. When his division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, it happened that he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. At the hour of incense the whole assembly of the people was praying outside. An angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and overcome with fear, but the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, because your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will name him John. There you will be joy and delight for you, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and will never drink wine or beer. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit while still in his mother's womb. He will turn many of the sons of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the disobedient to the understanding of the righteous, to make ready for the Lord a prepared people. How can I know this? Zechariah asked the angel, for I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. The angel answered him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. Now listen, you will become silent and unable to speak until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. Meanwhile the people were waiting for Zechariah, amazed that he stayed so long in the sanctuary. When he did come out, he could not speak to them. Then they realized that he had seen a vision in the sanctuary. He kept making signs to them and remained speechless. When the days of his ministry were completed, he went back home. After these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and kept herself in seclusion for five months. She said, The Lord has done this for me. He has looked with favour in these days to take away my disgrace among the people. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and the angel came to her and said, Rejoice, favoured woman, the Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Now the angel told her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary asked the angel, How can this be, since I have not been intimate with a man? The angel replied to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth, even though she has conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her, who was also called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. I am the Lord's slave, said Mary. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel left her. And there we end, day 274. Day 275, and we continue through Luke. We read from chapter 1, verse 39 to verse 80. In those days Mary set out and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judah, where she entered Zachariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped inside her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she exclaimed with a loud cry, You are the most blessed of women, and your child will be blessed. How could this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For you see, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped for joy inside me. She who has believed is blessed, because what was spoken to her by the Lord will be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Saviour, because he has looked with favour on the humble condition of his slave. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, because the Mighty One has done great things for me, and his name is holy. His mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear him. He has done a mighty deed with his arm. He has scattered the proud because of the thoughts of their hearts. He has toppled the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has satisfied the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel mindful of his mercy, just as he spoke to our ancestors, to Abraham and his descendants forever. And Mary stayed with her about three months, then she returned to her home. 
Now the time had come for Elizabeth to give birth, and she had a son. Then her neighbours and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her his great mercy, and they rejoiced with her. When they came to circumcise the child on the eighth day, they were going to name him Zachariah after his father, but his mother responded, No, he will be called John. Then they said to her, None of your relatives has that name. So they motioned to his father to find out what he wanted him to be called. He asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. They were all amazed. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue set free and he began to speak, praising God. Fear came on all those who lived around him and all these things were being talked about throughout the hill country of Judea. All who heard about him took it to heart, saying, What then will this child become? For indeed the Lord's hand was with him. Then his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and provided redemption for his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, just as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets in ancient times. Salvation from our enemies and from the clutches of those who hate us. He has dealt mercifully with our fathers and remembered his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham. He has given us the privilege, since we have been rescued from our enemies' clutches, to serve him without fear and holiness and righteousness in his presence all our days. And child, you will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Because of our God's merciful compassion, the dawn from on high will visit us, to shine in those who live in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. The child grew up and became spiritually strong, and he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. Then we read Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 24. The birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. So her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. But after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what has been conceived in her is by the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfil what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated, God is with us. When Joseph got up from sleeping, he did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. He married her, but did not know her intimately until she gave birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. Then we read Luke chapter 2, verse 1 to 38 to finish today. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. The first registration took place while Quinarius was governing Syria. So everyone went down to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family line of David, to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him snugly in cloth and laid him in a feeding trough, because there was no room for them at the inn. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today a Saviour who is Messiah the Lord was born for you in the city of David. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in cloth and lying in a feeding trough. Suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favours. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the feeding trough. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them.
But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard, just as they had been told. When the eight days were completed for his circumcision, he was named Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived. And when the days of their purification according to the law of Moses were finished, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Just as it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn meal will be dedicated to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice, according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to Israel's consolation, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he saw the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, he entered the temple complex. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him up in his arms, praised God, and said, Now, Master, you can dismiss your slave in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. You have prepared it in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people Israel. His father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and told his mother Mary, Indeed this child is destined to cause the fall and rise of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed, and a sword will pierce your own soul, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess Anna, a daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was well along in years, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and was a widow for eighty-four years. She did not leave the temple complex, serving God night and day with fasting and prayers. At that very moment she came up and began to thank God and to speak about him to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. And there we end, day 275. Day 276, and we continue through the Gospels, reading all four today. But we begin by reading Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 to 23. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived unexpectedly in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born King of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed in all Jerusalem with him. So he assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people and asked them where the Messiah would be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, they told him, because this is what was written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, because out of you will come a leader who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly summoned the wise men and asked them the exact time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. When you find him, report back to me so that I too can go and worship him. After hearing the king, they went on their way, and there it was, the star they had seen in the east. It led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed beyond measure. Entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and falling to their knees, they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. After they were gone, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Get up, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and escaped to Egypt, he stayed there until Herod's death, so that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been outwitted by the wise men, flew into a rage. He gave orders to massacre all the male children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under, in keeping with the time he had learned from the wise men. Then what was spoken through Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. A voice was heard in Ramah weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and she refused to be consoled because they were no more. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, 
Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, because those who sought the child's life are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother, and entered the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the region of Galilee. Then he went and settled in a town called Nazareth, to fulfil what was spoken through the prophets, that he will be called a Nazarene. Then we read Luke chapter 2, verse 39 to 52. When they had completed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The boy grew up and became strong, filled with wisdom, and God's grace was on him. Every year his parents travelled to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When he was twelve years old, they went up according to the custom of the festival. After those days were over, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming he was in the travelling party, they went a day's journey. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple complex, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all those who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? he asked them. Didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favour with God and with people. And then we read Matthew chapter 3 verse 1 to 6. In those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, because the kingdom of heaven has come near. For he is the one spoken of through the prophet Isaiah who said, A voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord, make his path straight. John himself had a camel hair garment with a leather belt around his waist and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then people from Jerusalem, all Judea and all the vicinity of the Jordan were flocking to him and they were baptised by him in the Jordan River as they confessed their sins. And we read Mark chapter 1 verse 2 to 6. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord, make his path straight. John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were flocking to him and they were baptized by him in the Jordan River as they confessed their sins. John wore a camel hair garment with a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. And we read Luke chapter 3 verse 1 to 6. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius, Caesar, while Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod was tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip tetrarch of the region of Eturia and Traconidus, and Lysnaceus tetrarch of Abilene. During the high priesthood of Ananus and Caiaphas, God's word came to John the son of Zechariah in the wilderness. He went into all the vicinity of the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, A voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord, make his path straight. Each valley will be filled, and every mountain and hill will be made low. The crooked will become straight, the rough ways smooth, and everyone will see the salvation of God. Then we read John chapter 1 verse 6 to 18 to finish today. There was a man named John who was sent from God. He came as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. The true light who gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was created through him, yet the world did not recognise him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. The word became flesh, and took up residence among us. We observed his glory, the glory as the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. 
John testified concerning him and exclaimed, This was the one of whom I said, The one coming after me has surpassed me because he existed before me. Indeed, we have all received grace after grace from his fullness. For although the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The one and only Son, the one who is at the Father's side, he has revealed him. And there we end, day 276. Day 277, and we again continue through all four Gospels. And we begin today at Matthew chapter 3, verse 7 to 10. When he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to the place of his baptism, he said to them, Brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Therefore produce fruit consistent with repentance. And don't presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that God is able to raise up children for Abraham from these stones. Even now the axe is ready to strike the root of the trees. Therefore every tree that doesn't produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Then we read Luke chapter 3 verse 7 to 14. He then said to the crowds who came out to be baptised by him, Brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Therefore produce fruit consistent with repentance. And don't start saying to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father, for I tell you that God is able to raise up children for Abraham from these stones. Even now the axe is ready to strike the root of the trees. Therefore every tree that doesn't produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What then should we do? The crowds were asking him. He replied to them, The one who has two shirts must share with someone who has none, and the one who has food must do the same. Tax collectors also came to be baptised, and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? He told them, Don't collect any more than what you have been authorised. Some soldiers also questioned him, What should we do? He said to them, Don't take money from anyone by force or false accusation. Be satisfied with your wages. Then we read Matthew chapter 3, verse 11 to 12. I baptise you with water for repentance, but the one who is coming after me is more powerful than I. I am not worthy to take off his sandals. He himself will baptise you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing shovel is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But the chaff he will burn up with fire that never goes out. And Mark chapter 1, verse 7 to 8. He was preaching, Someone more powerful than I will come after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the straps of his sandals. I have baptised you with water, but he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. And Luke chapter 3 verse 15 to 18. Now the people were waiting expectantly, and all of them were debating in their minds whether John might be the Messiah. John answered them all, I baptise you with water, but one is coming who is more powerful than I. I am not worthy to untie the strap of his sandals. He will baptise you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing shovel is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and gather the wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn up with a fire that never goes out. Then, along with many other exhortations, he proclaimed good news to the people. And John chapter 1 verse 19 to 28. This is John's testimony when the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him, Who are you? He did not refuse to answer, but he declared, I am not the Messiah. What then, they asked him, are you Elijah? I am not, he said. Are you the prophet? No, he answered. What are you then, they asked. We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What can you tell us about yourself? He said, I am a voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Make straight the way of the Lord. Just as Isaiah the prophet said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees, so they asked him, Why then do you baptize if you aren't the Messiah or Elijah or the prophet? I baptize with water, John answered them. Someone stands among you, but you don't know him. He is the one coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. All this happened in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. And Matthew chapter 3 verse 13 to 17 Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptised by him. But John tried to stop him, saying, I need to be baptised by you, and yet you come to me. Jesus answered him, Allow it for now, because this is the way for us to fulfil all righteousness. Then he allowed him to be baptised. 
After Jesus was baptized, he went up immediately from the water. The heavens suddenly opened for him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming down on him. And there came a voice from heaven, This is my beloved Son, I take delight in him. And Mark chapter 1 verse 9 to 11. In those days Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan by John. As soon as he came up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending to him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, I take delight in you. And the same in Luke chapter 3 verse 21 to 22. When all the people were baptized, Jesus also was baptized. As he was praying, heaven opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in a physical appearance like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, I take delight in you. And in John chapter 1 verse 29 to 34. The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I told you about. After me comes a man who has surpassed me because he existed before me. I didn't know him, but I came baptizing with water so that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I watched the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove and he rested on him. I didn't know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water told me, The one you see the Spirit descending and resting on, he is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and testified that he is the Son of God. In Matthew chapter 4 verse 1 to 11. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. Then the tempter approached him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. But he answered, It is written, Man must not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will give his angels orders concerning you, and they will support you with their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus told him, It is also written, Do not test the Lord your God. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their splendor. And he said to him, I will give you all these things if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus told him, Go away, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and immediately angels came and began to serve him. And in Mark chapter 1 verse 12 to 13, Immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and the angels began to serve him. Then the same in Luke chapter 4 verse 1 to 13. Then Jesus returned from the Jordan full of the Holy Spirit and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness for forty days to be tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days and when they were over he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him, It is written, Man must not live on bread alone. So he took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. The devil said to him, I will give you their splendor and all this authority because it has been given over to me and I can give it to anyone I want. If you then will worship me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So he took him to Jerusalem, had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he will give his angels orders concerning you, to protect you, and they will support you with their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not test the Lord your God. After the devil had finished every temptation, he departed for him for a time. And then John chapter 1 verse 35 to 51 to finish today. Again the next day John was standing with two of his disciples, when he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this and followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and noticed them following him, he asked them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? 
Come and you'll see, he replied. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about ten in the morning. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard John and followed him. He first found his own brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which means anointed one, and he brought Simon to Jesus. When Jesus saw him, he said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which means the rock. The next day he decided to leave for Galilee. Jesus found Philip and told him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the hometown of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and so did the prophets, Jesus, the son of Joseph, from Nazareth. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nathanael asked him. Come and see, Philip answered. Then Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said about him, Here is a true Israelite. No deceit is in him. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Before Philip called you when you were under the fig tree, I saw you, Jesus answered. Rabbi, Nathanael replied, you are the son of God, you are the king of Israel. Jesus responded to him, Do you believe only because I told you I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. Then he said, I assure you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. And there we end, day 277. Day 278, and we continue mostly through the book of John today. Um, We read from chapter 2, verse 1, through to chapter 3, verse 36, before just touching on a couple of other verses, um, before going back into John. But we'll start at chapter 2, verse 1. On the third day, a wedding took place in Cana of Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding as well. When the wine ran out, Jesus' mother told him, They don't have any wine. What has this concern of yours to do with me, woman? Jesus asked. My hour has not yet come. Do whatever he tells you, his mother told the servants. Now six stone water jars had been set there for Jewish purification. Each contained twenty or thirty gallons. Fill the jars with water, Jesus told them. So they filled them to the brim. Then he said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the chief servant. And they did. When the chief servant tasted the water after it had become wine, he did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. He called the groom and told him, Everybody sets out the fine wine first, then, after people have drunk freely, the inferior. But you have kept the fine wine until now. Jesus performed this first sign in Cana of Galilee. He displayed his glory and his disciples believed in him. After this he went down to Capernaum, together with his mother, his brothers and his disciples, and they stayed there only a few days. The Jewish Passover was near, so Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple complex he found people selling oxen, sheep and doves, and he also found the money changers sitting there. After making a whip out of cords, he drove everyone out of the temple complex with their sheep and oxen. He also poured out the money changers' coins and overturned the tables, He told those who were selling doves, Get these things out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a marketplace. And his disciples remembered that it is written, Zeal for your house will consume me. So the Jews replied to him, What sign of authority will you show us for doing these things? Jesus answered, Destroy this sanctuary and I will raise it up in three days. Therefore the Jews said, The sanctuary took 46 years to build, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking about the sanctuary of his body. So when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the statement Jesus had made. While he was in Jerusalem at the Passover festival, many trusted in his name when they saw the signs he was doing. Jesus, however, would not entrust himself to them since he knew them all and because he did not need anyone to testify about man, for he himself knew what was in man. There was a man from the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to him at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one could perform these signs you do unless God were with him. Jesus replied, I assure you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 
But how can anyone be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked him. Can he enter his mother's womb a second time and be born? Jesus answered, I assure you, unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Whatever is born of the flesh is flesh, and whatever is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I told you that you must be born again. The wind blows where it pleases, and you hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can these things be? asked Nicodemus. Are you a teacher of Israel and don't know these things? Jesus replied. I assure you, we speak what we know and we testify to what we have seen, but you do not accept our testimony. If I have told you about things that happen on earth and you don't believe, how will you believe if I tell you about things of heaven? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. For God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world that he might condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Anyone who believes in him is not condemned, but anyone who does not believe is already condemned, because he has not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God. This, then, is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love darkness rather than the light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone who practices wicked things hates the light and avoids it, so that his deeds may not be exposed. But anyone who lives by the truth comes to the light, so that his works may be shown to be accomplished by God. After this, Jesus and his disciples went to the Judean countryside, where he spent time with them and baptised. John was also baptising in Aeon near Salim, because there was plenty of water there. People were coming and being baptised since John had not yet been thrown into prison. Then a dispute arose between John's disciples and a Jew about purification. So they came to John and told him, Rabbi, the one you testified about and who was with you across the Jordan is baptising and everyone is flocking to him. John responded, No one can receive a single thing unless it's given to him from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Messiah, but I've been sent ahead of him. He who has the bride is the groom, but the groom's friend who stands by and listens for him rejoices greatly at the groom's voice. So this joy of mine is complete. He must increase, but I must decrease. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth is earthly and speaks in earthly terms. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, yet no one accepts his testimony. The one who has accepted his testimony has affirmed that God is true, for God sent him and he speaks God's words, since he gives the Spirit without measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hands. The one who believes in the Son has eternal life, but the one who refuses to believe in the Son will not see life. Instead, the wrath of God remains on him. Then we read Luke chapter 3 verse 19 to 20. But Herod the Tetrarch being rebuked by him about Herodias, his brother's wife, and about all the evil things Herod had done, added this to everything else. He locked John up in prison. And Matthew chapter 4 verse 12. When he heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew into Galilee. And then we read John chapter 4 verse 1 to 26 for the rest of today. When Jesus knew that the Pharisees heard he was making and baptising more disciples than John, although Jesus himself was not baptising but his disciples were, he left Judea and went again to Galilee. He had to travel through Samaria, so he came to a town of Samaria named Sychar, near the property that Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there and Jesus, worn out from his journey, sat down at the well. It was about six in the evening. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Give me a drink, Jesus said to her, for his disciples had gone into town to buy food. How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? She asked him, for Jews did not associate with Samaritans. 
Jesus answered, If you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would ask him and he would give you living water. Sir, said the woman, you don't even have a bucket and the well is deep, so where do you get this living water? You aren't greater than our father Jacob, are you? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and livestock. Jesus said, Everyone who drinks from this water will get thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water that I will give him will never get thirsty again, ever. In fact, the water I will give him will become a well of water springing up within him for eternal life. Sir, the woman said to him, Give me this water so I won't get thirsty and come here to draw water. Go call your husband, he told her, and come back here. I don't have a husband, she answered. You have correctly said I don't have a husband, Jesus said. For you've had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. Sir, the woman replied, I see that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, yet you Jews say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus told her, Believe me, woman, an hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know because salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming and is now here when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. Yes, the Father wants such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. I am he, Jesus told her, the one speaking to you. And there we end, day 278. Day 279, again we continue through all four Gospels, but we begin at John chapter 4, verses 27 to 42. Just then his disciples arrived and they were amazed that he was talking with a woman. Yet no one said, What do you want or why are you talking with her? Then the woman left her water jar, went into town and told the men, Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They left the town and made their way to him. In the meantime the disciples kept urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said, I have food to eat that you don't know about. The disciples said to one another, Could someone have brought him something to eat? My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work, Jesus told him. Don't you say, There are still four more months, then comes the harvest. Listen to what I am telling you. Open your eyes and look at the fields, for they are ready for harvest. The reaper is already receiving pay and gathering fruit for eternal life. So the sower and reaper can rejoice together. For in this case the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap what you didn't labour for. Others have laboured and you have benefited from their labour. Now many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of what the woman said when she testified. He told me everything I ever did. Therefore when the Samaritans came to him they asked him to stay with them and he stayed there two days. Many more believed because of what he said and they told the woman... We no longer believe because of what you said, for we have heard for ourselves and know that this really is the Saviour of the world. Then we read Matthew chapter 4 verse 17. From then on Jesus began to preach, Repent, because the kingdom of heaven has come near. And Mark chapter 1 verse 14 to 15. After John was arrested, Jesus went to Galilee preaching the good news of God. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. And Luke chapter 4 verse 14 to 15. Then Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit and news about him spread throughout the entire vicinity. He was teaching in their synagogues being acclaimed by everyone. And John chapter 4 verse 43 to 54. After two days he left there for Galilee. Jesus himself testified that a prophet has no honour in his own country. When they entered Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him because they had seen everything he did in Jerusalem during the festival, for they also had gone to the festival. Then he went again to Cana of Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine. There was a certain royal official whose son was ill at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea into Galilee, 
He went to him and pleaded with him to come down and heal his son, for he was about to die. Jesus told him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Sir, the official said to him, Come down before my boy dies. Go, Jesus told him, your son will live. The man believed what Jesus said to him and departed. While he was still going down, his slaves met him, saying that his boy was alive. He asked them at what time he got better. Yesterday at seven in the morning the fever left him, they answered. The father realised this was the very hour at which Jesus had told him, Your son will live. Then he himself believed along with his whole household. This therefore was the second sign Jesus performed after he came from Judea to Galilee. And Luke chapter 4 verse 16 to 30. He came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. As usual he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him, and unrolling the scroll he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. He then rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down, and the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fixed on him. He began by saying to them, Today, as you listen, this scripture has been fulfilled. They were all speaking well of him and were amazed by the gracious words that came from his mouth, yet they said, Isn't this Joseph's son? Then he said to them, No doubt you will quote this proverb to me, Doctor, heal yourself. All we've heard that took place in Capernaum do here in your hometown also. He also said, I assure you no prophet is accepted in his hometown, but I say to you, there were certainly many widows in Israel in Elijah's days, when the sky was shut up for three years and six months while a great famine came over all the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them but to a widow at Zarephath in Sidon. And in the prophet Elisha's time there were many in Israel who had serious skin diseases, yet not one of them was healed, only Naaman the Syrian. When they heard this, everyone in the synagogue was enraged. They got up, drove him out of the town, and brought him to the edge of the hill their town was built on, intending to hurl him over the cliff. But he passed right through the crowd and went on his way. And then Matthew chapter 4 verse 13 to 22. He left Nazareth behind and went to live in Capernaum by the sea in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. This was to fulfil what was spoken through the prophet of Isaiah. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, along the sea road beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who live in darkness have seen a great light, and for those living in the shadow of death, light has dawned. As he was walking along the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the sea since they were fishermen. Follow me, he told them, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and his brother John. They were in a boat with Zebedee, their father mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. And Mark chapter 1 verse 16 to 20. As he was passing along by the Sea of Galilee he saw Simon and Andrew, Simon's brother. They were casting a net into the sea since they were fishermen. Follow me, Jesus told them, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in their boat mending their nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hard men and followed him. And Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 11. As the crowd was pressing in on Jesus to hear God's word, he was standing by Lake Gennesaret. He saw two boats at the edge of the lake the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats which belonged to Simon and asked him to put out a little from the land. Then he sat down and was teaching the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Master, Simon replied, We've worked hard all night long and caught nothing. But at your word I'll let down the nets. When they did this they caught a great number of fish and their nets began to tear so they signalled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. 
When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, because I am a sinful man, Lord. For he and all those with him were amazed at the catch of fish they took, and so were James and John, Zebedee's sons, who were Simon's partners. Don't be afraid, Jesus told Simon. From now on you will be catching people. Then they brought the boats to land, left everything, and followed him. And Luke chapter 4, verse 31 to 32 then. Then he went down to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath. They were astonished at his teaching because his message had authority. And Mark chapter 1, verse 21 to 28 to finish today. Then they went into Capernaum, and right away he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and began to teach. They were astonished at his teaching because, unlike the scribes, he was teaching them as one having authority. Just then a man with an unclean spirit was in their synagogue. He cried out, What do you have to do with us, Jesus, Nazarene? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him and said, Be quiet and come out of him. And the unclean spirit convulsed him, shouted with a loud voice and came out of him. Then they were all amazed, so they began to argue with one another, saying, What is this? A new teaching with authority, he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. His fame then spread throughout the entire vicinity of Galilee. And there we end, day 279. Day 280, and we read again... We only read Matthew, Mark and Luke today, but we're going at Luke, sorry, chapter 4, verse 33 to 37. In the synagogue there was a man with an unclean demonic spirit who cried out with a loud voice, Leave us alone, what do you have to do with us, Jesus, Nazarene? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him and said, Be quiet and come out of him. And throwing him down before them, the demon came out of him without hurting him at all. They were all struck with amazement and kept saying to one another, What is this message? For he commands the unclean spirits with authority and power, and they come out. And news about him began to go out to every place in the vicinity. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 14 to 17. When Jesus went into Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. So he touched her hand and the fever left her. Then she got up and began to serve him. When evening came, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. He drove out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick, so that what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. He himself took our weaknesses and carried our diseases. And Mark chapter 1 verse 29 to 34 as soon as they left the synagogue, they went into Simon and Andrew's house with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law was lying in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. So he went to her, took her by the hand, and raised her up. The fever left her, and she began to serve them. When evening came, after the sun had set, they began bringing to him all who were sick and who were demon-possessed. The whole town was assembled at the door, and he healed many who were sick with various diseases and drove out many demons. But he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. And Luke chapter 4 verse 38 to 41. After he left the synagogue he entered Simon's house. Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever and they asked him about her. So he stood over her and rebuked the fever and it left her. She got up immediately and began to serve them. When the sun was setting all those who had anyone sick with various diseases brought them to him. As he laid his hands on each one of them he would heal them. Also demons were coming out of many, shouting and saying, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak, because they knew he was the Messiah. And Matthew chapter 4, verse 23 to 25. Jesus was going all over Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Then the news about him spread throughout Syria. So they brought to him all those who were afflicted, those suffering from various diseases and intense pains, the demon-possessed, the epileptics and the paralytics, and he healed them. Large crowds followed him from Galilee, Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea and beyond the Jordan. And Mark one thirty-five to 39 Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he got up, went out and made his way to a deserted place. And he was praying there. Simon and his companions went searching for him. 
They found him and said, Everyone's looking for you. And he said to them, Let's go on to the neighbouring villages so that I may preach there too. This is why I have come. So he went into all of Galilee preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. And Luke 4, 42-44 When it was day, he went out and made his way to a deserted place, but the crowds were searching for him. They came to him and tried to keep him from leaving them, but he said to them, I must proclaim the good news about the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because I was sent for this purpose. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Galilee. Matthew 8, 2-4 Right away a man with a serious skin disease came up and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Reaching out his hand, he touched him, saying, I am willing, be made clean. Immediately his disease was healed, then Jesus told him, See that you don't tell anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses prescribed as a testimony to them. Mark one forty to 45 Then a man with a serious skin disease came to him, and on his knees begged him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Moved with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched him. I am willing, he told him, be made clean. Immediately the disease left him, and he was healed. Then he sternly warned him and sent him away at once, telling him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go and show yourself to the priest and offer what Moses prescribed for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Yet he went out and began to proclaim it widely and to spread the news, with the result that Jesus could no longer enter a town openly, but he was out in deserted places and they would come to him from everywhere. And Luke chapter 5 verse 12 to 16. While he was in one of the towns, a man was there who had a serious skin disease all over him. He saw Jesus fell face down and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Reaching out his hand, he touched him, saying, I am willing, be made clean. And immediately the disease left him. Then he ordered him to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and offer what Moses prescribed for your cleansing as a testimony to them. But the news about him spread even more, and the large crowds would come together to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. Yet he often withdrew to deserted places and prayed. In Matthew 9, 1-8 So he got into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Just then some men brought to him a paralytic lying on a stretcher. Seeing their faith, Jesus told the paralytic, Have courage, son, your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the scribes said among themselves, He's blaspheming, but perceiving their thoughts, Jesus said, Why are you thinking evil things in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and walk. But so you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Then he told the paralytic, Get up, pick up your stretcher, and go home. And he got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were awestruck and gave glory to God who had given such authority to men. And Mark 2, 1-12 When he entered Capernaum again after some days, it was reported that he was at home. So many people gathered together that there was no more room, not even in the doorway, and he was speaking the message to them. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic carried by four men. Since they were not able to bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above where he was. And when they had broken through, they lowered the stretcher on which the paralytic was lying. Seeing their faith, Jesus told the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. But some of the scribes were sitting there thinking to themselves, Why does he speak like this? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Right away Jesus understood in his spirit that they were reasoning like this within themselves and said to them, Why are you reasoning these things in your hearts? Which is easier... To say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, pick up your stretcher and walk. But so you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he told the paralytic. I tell you, get up, pick up your stretcher and go home. Immediately he got up, picked up the stretcher and went out in front of everyone. As a result, they were all astounded and gave glory to God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. And the same in Luke chapter 5, verse 17 to 26 today, to finish today. 
On one of those days, while he was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea, and also from Jerusalem. And the Lord's power to heal was in him. Just then some men came, carrying on a stretcher a man who was paralysed. They tried to bring him in and set him down before him. Since they could not find a way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on the stretcher through the roof tiles into the middle of the crowd before Jesus. Seeing their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven you. Then the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, Who is this man who speaks blasphemies, who can forgive sins but God alone? But perceiving their thoughts, Jesus replied to them, Why are you reasoning this in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, get up and walk? But so you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He told the paralysed man, I tell you, get up, pick up your stretcher and go home. Immediately he got up before them, picked up what he had been lying on and went home glorifying God. Then everyone was astounded and they were giving glory to God. And they were filled with awe and said, we have seen incredible things today. And there we end, day 280, week 40 and the first week of the New Testament.